Are we online yet? Are we online yet? Are we online yet? Says offline. Is there not online yet? Are we online yet? Loading video. Ooh. What's going on? We're doing things. I think. Are we live? Is it happening? (gasps) I think we're there. Yay! This is the best intro ever. This is 8-Bit, episode 105, Bus Full of Crackers, on Sunday, February 8th, 2015, and now, Wisconsin, like the moon. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. I mean, this is going to be really cool. For the first time in forever, we're, we're actually, you know, live-streaming our show. I can only see the top half of your head, like a quarter of your head. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. So I need to, I need to slouch down like this? Or do I need to get up like this? Like that. There you go. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> let me adjust my camera a little bit like that. Does, does that work? That should be fine. I mean, whatever you see in Google Hangouts is going to be what, we, um, what we're broadcasting. Right, okay. Or your face, anyway. Right, right. Yeah. Understood. Um, I do love that you started the stream... Before I had moved all of the he- the headlines up into one list, I don't know. I, I was excited. I thought you were excited too. I was excited, yes, but what not prepared. <laughs> I I'm like a virgin. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the best. Touched for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> Of course I went there, because this is 8-Bit, a.k.a. the Innuendo Show, where I can talk and edit uh, show notes at the same time, in theory. In theory. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. Of course, I still don't have uh, us listed as being live on on my tablet. Come on, Twitch. Do your thing. well... Right, but I want to be able to look at the chat. Yeah, I suppose. Games, okay. Right now we have three viewers. Oh, that's cool. Uh, okay, so... It's probably you, me, and Ryan, but we have three viewers. Right, well, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm not viewing yet. Oh. There we go. Oh, no, we're down to two. It's fine, it's fine. Chat only. That's what I want. Do it. <laughs> Yo, is the app responding? Oh, my God. There we go. Cool. So, what do we do on 8-Bit again? Talk. All this excitement about being like live streaming instead of just recording is uh, is getting me all flustered, and now I can't think. Well, you see, we talk about those things that sit on our computers and making fun. Making fun. Making fun. I I don't know. No, we're not making prawn. No, no, I, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's against Twitch's <laughs> rules right there. Thinking of things on, you know, that sit on your computer and make fun. I suppose. Okay, maybe I was trying too hard for an innuendo there. Anyway, did you do anything and, interesting this weekend, Ian? Uh, well, I mean, this past week I was actually on tour with the Gustavus Wind Orchestra. I'd say that that's pretty cool. We went to, I mean, we went to the faraway land of Wisconsin and back. <laughs> Which was honestly a lot of fun. Um, See a lot of cows? I was sleeping when we were in the bus for the most part. Eat lots of cheese? I was sleeping in the bus for the most part. Right, but you can eat cheese whenever. 
only if we stop in a place where there is cheese. <laughs> it's Wisconsin. It's made of cheese, isn't it? It's like the moon. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Um, besides, I didn't have enough crackers. Mm. I bet your bus was full of crackers, though. Because this is the Gustavus Wind Orchestra. God damn it, <laughs> It worked perfectly, and you'd know it. <laughs> it did. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun because we got to go and actually work with the kids this tour as opposed to um, just going, playing a concert, going home, and then kind of awkwardly sitting there for like an hour and a half before we finally went to bed. What do you mean, the kids? Like, where were you? Were you at, like, a high school, or...? Uh, a bunch of different high schools throughout the week. Okay. High schools and junior highs. I, I mean, I think the coolest time was when we visited uh, Winona Middle School, and there were there were a few special ed kids who were in the back, and we invited them up for our second-to-last song, and they got to hang out with the percussion section and play, and just watching those kids' face light up. That was really cool. Really, really cool. That does sound like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of more fun than than my week. As as Ryan can uh, you know tell us, it, it was a week of full of homework and and midterms. Except that there were no midterms, just homework. You know, <laughs> I oh god, my my life this semester is just going to be like go to class, do some homework, maybe have time to read like an interesting article online, go to class, do more homework, and that's it. Um, last weekend, you know, I basically took the weekend off and just kind of sat around, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do that again this entire semester. And I know, I'm whining and complaining, but, you know, I have to I have to graduate. I have to do well. <laughs> I've got my senior sem. That's going to be fun, but... Supposedly. Supposedly. It, but it's only one credit in the system, and it's way, way more work than, than one credit implies. So since I have, you know, 14 other credits that I'm doing, or is it 15 other credits? Something like that. Um, it's more work, I think, than I've ever had in a semester before. So even after we finish with the show, uh, I'm going to be doing more homework until I go to bed. And I haven't been playing any video games, and it's sad. Oh. Unless you count Mountain, which you shouldn't, and I'll tell you why later. Well, I was, okay. I was going to ask you if you wanted to have a Borderlands date. I cannot do Borderlands. I am not going to be able to do Borderlands ever again in my life. Aww. That's not true. I'll, prob- I'll probably find a, maybe a week somewhere where I'll be able to. I didn't have time to play through the, uh, the Game of Thrones episode that came out. That's, you know, two hours. I didn't have two hours of free time in my entire week. It's sad. Aww. But it also means that I don't have any time to think about how sad it is. <laughs> well, I mean, my semester starts on Monday, so... Yeah. What what class were you taking during J-Term, by the way? I wasn't. Just rehearsal. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, I had didn't have anything officially scheduled until 4.30 each day. So, okay, follow-up question. Yes. Did you take a look at any of the uh, the Mississippi River stuff that Shakespeare gave us? A bit, yeah. Not okay. as much as I should have, but a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not as much as you should have. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like, let's be honest. Um, no matter how much you said, it probably wouldn't have been as much as you should have. Yeah. Like, he gave us a lot of stuff, and, it, you know, oh, we need to plan this thing so, so much. There's, yeah, okay. Freaking out, freaking out. <sighs> All right. Well, what do you say we move on with the show? 
Indeed. Um, that's a good idea. So we got some listener feedback from last week. Andrew says, uh, in response to our review of Mr. Torg's um, campaign of Carnage DLC for Borderlands 2, he says that he also really enjoyed Mr. Torg's DLC. He loved the mission where you get to get cookies. Yes, that was also my favorite, except that obviously Thin Mints are the best cookies, not chocolate chip. I like Samoas. Blasphemer. <laughs> Uh, he also academia, talks. Yeah, Andrew also talks about uh, that really obnoxious kid who was uh, what's his name? The one who was flying around in the buzzard. Um, seemed to know his stuff in some of the echo recordings. I don't really remember hearing him in many echo recordings. Do you? Um, he might have been in some of the stuff that was like one of those missions where he had to run around and find them. I mean, that's a, never mind. That was a dumb comment. That's the only way you can find the echo recordings <laughs> is if the game makes you go and find them. Um, I think occasionally they have some that are just miscellaneous echo recordings that you can find whenever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not very often. It's not like Bioshock. Yeah. Um, Andrew thinks that uh, the DLC is worth maybe like $4 because it's entertaining, but it doesn't really add any new gameplay elements, <laughs> which means that it wasn't a nice change of pace. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of disagree with that, just because the different enemies do add um, some different game mechanics in the sense that you have to find out their weaknesses, um, what works for them, what works against them. Um, I mean, like, new vehicles, especially in this map, are something that's kind of interesting that we have to deal with, so... Um, What do you mean, new vehicles? We were running around in a light runner the whole time. In Torgs? Oh, yeah, in Torgs! You're thinking yeah, of the ships from Captain Scarlet, which we didn't, couldn't use in Captain in Mr. Torgs. Well, that and Hammerlock. Oh, yes, yes, right, because we started that. Um, that has uh, float boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, side notes Andrew gives us, you meet Grandma Torg in one of the uh, Headhunter DLCs. Um, which, which ones are the Headhunter DLCs? <sighs> that sounds like it'd be... A hammerlock thing. Maybe I thought that mis- I thought that hammerlock only had one, and that was the the big game hunt or something. I don't know. Well, we'll have to. Well, I'm sure that Andrew will be listening to this, and he will get back to us and tell us what exactly he means by that. Um, mm-hmm. do, and then uh, oh, in terms of the music that we had at the end of the episode last week. Uh, Andrew says that it sounds like Borderlands 2. He could dig up the soundtrack and find out exactly which song it is, but he's lazy. And yes, that is definitely Borderlands 2. I also recognized it when I was listening to the episode. So, yay! You don't want any of the games that I have, so you just get brownie points. <laughs> More Ian points. And yes, as as Ian said in the chat, if you are watching us live right now and you want to uh, you know give us feedback on anything that we say in the show, uh, go ahead and put it up in the chat. We are in theory paying attention to it, so we'll probably uh, talk back to you uh, when you when you talk to us. Although of course there's a delay, so it might get weird if we if we're talking about one headline and then like go back to headlines before and address what you said. I don't know. We'll figure it out. This is the first time that we've ever live streamed it. But it's exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So speaking of those headlines, uh, if you are listening to the recorded show after the fact, go to the nexus.tv slash eb105. That is where all of the uh, the show notes, the articles that we talk about uh, live. And if you are watching us live, I guess that you'll just have to wait until the show gets posted on our website to see all the links. 
we'll have to fix that uh, eventually. Uh, figure out a good system for doing this for the live li- live viewers. Oh, Ryan, Whoa. I got really excited. I thought that somebody else was in the chat talking to us, but no, it's just Ryan saying hi, <laughs> our producer. Uh, oh well. Did you did you have an idea for for the link system, Ian? Um, not currently. I mean, we'll talk about different places to go. Um, ooh, maybe what we can you know. We'll talk in the. We'll talk after the podcast. We yeah. can talk. It's it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience. Okay, so first headline. So the latest humble bundle is a big Star Wars bundle of games this time instead of comics. Last time it was uh it was a bunch of comics, and this would be a sure sell for me if I didn't already own all of the games that uh, that they have, and if the games were actually still canon, which they are not, unfortunately. Let's see. Ooh. And most of those games are actually like really quality games, because like Star Wars games have been kind of hit and miss over the over over the years, but uh, the ones that are in the bundle for the most part are actually quality games. Yeah, I mean Star Wars Battlefront Two is in here. Mm-hmm. Kotor Two, the first Kotor and the first and Kotor Two are in here, and all it's supporting UNICEF. What's not to like? <laughs> Let's face it. All right. Um. Oh, so here's something that's a little bit scary. People have found a backdoor into a lot of League of Legends accounts. So the way that they do this is, and there's a whole Reddit feed on this, Um, you go to the store and you look at the code uh, of the store itself. And then um, you can find some information about a person's... um, uh, Like their login ID or something? Yeah, their, their login ID... Uh, particularly like a token, um, uh, but yeah, so like a code, the the view source code. There we go. Is it is it like the cookie that the browser uses in order to keep a user logged in, kind of thing? Something like that. Well, oh, so the code for the store is written in plain old JavaScript, which you can open up in most browsers. Right. So what you do is you take the code from the store for that person's account. And then you open it up in a browser, and then you can mess with their IP and RP and spend it for them, essentially is what it was. So how are you supposed to get the code in the first place with that person logged in? I'm not sure, but let's... Because it seems to me that you would have to already have that person logged in on a machine that you have access to. Supposedly, yeah. You would have to copy the source code for the page from their computer where they're logged in to League and then either do it on that same computer or, you know, copy and paste that over to your machine or something. Yeah, it says on, actually, on the PC Gamer website, according to witness reports on Reddit, the exploit allows users to access the League of Legends store from a web browser rather than the game client with access to a user's summoner ID and a session token. Mm-hmm. The perpetrator is able to make RP and IP transactions on the user's behalf. Okay. If that makes sense. It it does. It does make sense to me. Yeah, and and usually you don't have access to the store through a browser, do you? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how someone did it, but I know that they they very much so can do that sort of thing pretty easily. Mhm. So um oh, okay. Since the store we uh something that is nice to you know a little breathing space that you can have is that it didn't expose any info, like personal info, like credit card numbers and whatnot. So those are completely safe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be storing that in the page's source code. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Because those would all be stored on the server. Um, yeah. 
So I've been taking a bunch of uh, communications, media, and rhetoric classes this semester because I need to finish off uh, my CMR uh, minor to go along with my computer science major. And I've been like getting really, really interested in journalism and, you know, like long-form journalism, new media journalism, etc. And, of course, uh, I've been reading Polygon ever since, ever since, well, I think before they actually became their own website. And they, I, I really, really like them. They're my favorite gaming uh, journalism site. Yeah. And they recently started doing cover stories, which are like these deeper looks at a big subject. And so they, they're putting out one of these a month, kind of hearkening back to print magazines. Uh, and they are getting pretty darn complex in terms of like the type of content that they that they put in there and like the layouts that they use and stuff and I am really really digging them. So so far they've had like 3 of them um and the 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 subject is kind of like hit or miss like their first cover issue was uh about uh like reinventing Call of Duty and I was like man I'm not really interested in that. Um but the second one was about the fall of THQ which was super interesting. And uh, the their latest one was all about uh, the state of the gaming industry in Japan, which is definitely not my area of expertise. But I was more than happy to like read it, read a bunch of detailed articles about it and learn more about it. Hmm, that's cool. We should maybe start thinking about doing something like that, like having a, well, maybe a TED like every other month. So like find something that's interesting to us relating to video games, do some research and some thinking into it, and then. Right, but that implies that we actually have time to do it, at which point we should just make this into our job, which means that we should go and work at Polygon, maybe. Maybe. That'd be fun. I mean, if they're willing to hire us, I'd certainly... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't I mind that in the least bit. would assume that they have no... like that they don't have a, a, a small supply of people wanting to work at Polygon. Um, Probably. But I mean, yeah, like, actually, so the, the thing that you've brought up recently that's been really, like, getting into my, into my soul, that was a weird way of putting it, but like, you know, it's been, it's been eating away at my mind is, um, your idea of making some, like, scripted, uh, you know, fiction radio shows and putting them up on the network. I love that idea. I really, really, really want to do that. I would absolutely love to do that. And we could have, yeah, no, um, that might have to be like a post-summer project, and we can start uh, writing. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I have absolutely no time to do anything right now. I know when we can write. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as we don't get the paper wet. That's true. Well, I mean, like, when we're sitting around afterwards. Mm -hmm. That sounds really bad, completely out of context. For those of you who don't know, we're doing a big canoe trip this summer. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so... World of Blank has been coming out with a lot of fun things. So first they came out with World of Tanks, and then there was World of Airplanes, and now there's World of Warships, and they just released a gameplay trailer. You know, uh, when you say World of Blank, I don't think that uh, Wargaming.net is what people think of first. I think most people are going to think of World of Warcraft. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I can't even say World of War, because that, that, that nope. definitely leaves there as well. And that doesn't apply to World of Tanks either. No. No, World... Yeah. Yeah, because um, nobody would call it World of War Tanks. No, but it's it's still war-related. Yes. yes. You can't argue with me that there. Tanks are no, very yeah, useful combat. Not, but it's not the title. It's not, the, you know, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. So it's Wargaming.net. Wargaming.net. World of Warships. New trailer. Third, so now they have 
air, sea, air, air, land, and sea all covered. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. It's going to be cool. Is Let's see. When Do we know when World of Warships is launching? To the internet! Because <laughs> I don't think that it's out quite yet. I haven't I haven't seen anything about it. Um, let's see. It does not currently uh, say. Ryan Ryan would like to interject that he also uh, his his journalism kick started him down the Nexus and news path, which makes perfect sense because I mean yeah, th- this show, especially the headlines part, is heavily modeled after at the Nexus, which is in turn. Heavily modeled after other tech news podcasts and sites and whatnot. Yeah, let's see. It's not. Yeah, it's not saying when it's being released currently. Okay, well, which means that it's definitely not out yet. No. Um, Sony Online Entertainment. You've probably heard of them, or at least heard of the things that they've made. Uh, they, you know, have done Planet Side. That's pretty famous. H1Z1, Star Wars Galaxies. If you go back a few years, that was that was big in the day. Um, they unexpectedly have been sold to an investment firm called Columbus Nova. And, of course, because they're no longer associated with Sony, they're being renamed Daybreak Game Company. And, uh, fortunately, this isn't going to be affecting any of their current games or projects. Those are all staying in place. But in the future, this means that they will be able to develop for the Xbox and uh, for mobile platforms in addition to the PC and PlayStation that they've always done. So, strange... But potentially good. Yeah. I mean, we hate region locking and we also hate console locking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious to know like what Sony's motivation was for selling, though. Because I don't I can't, know. I can't imagine that SOE's games have been, you know, unproductive. Not unproductive, but, you know, uh, haven't been bringing in any money. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, with something as big as Planetside or Star Wars Galaxies. Let's face it. Let's see. What else have they done besides just those? Uh, quite a few things. Sony but... Online Entertainment. Which ones do we have? Planetside Two. We oh, we talked about that one. Yep. Um, EverQuest. Yep, that's Battle that's series. another huge one. Gosh, know, yeah, pretty Universe. much all of their stuff. All, all of their stuff has been MMOs of some sort. Yeah. So yeah. It's nuts. All right. Um. Oh, so if you guys remember, I talked about last week that Counter Strike Go. Uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive had some issues with match-fixing, where there were people who, um, <clears throat> where, uh, where there were people who gambled on their own game. They bet on the other team and purposely lost. lost yeah. um, and so there were, there were seven that were originally banned, and now there are 19 more who have been permanently banned. Um, and th- those bands won't even be reviewed until um, like 2016 at least. So, and it, this was during the um, the Eastern or the European um, or one one of the European um, tournaments. So apparently, this is not like a, an unusual thing for the community to be doing. So it would seem. I hope that which it, which blows my mind because like, what did people think that that was like? a sanctioned action like that that nobody would think that that's bad I I honestly don't know what was going through their minds I mean more money more money more problems I guess yeah, <laughs> well, now here. they certainly do have more problems yeah you know, people are dumb sometimes and sometimes companies are dumb in particular internet service providers Hey, look at that segue Oh don't you love internet service providers Oh uh, no I mean, I, I have no idea what um, 
what my household is paying for internet, you know, here and more, or what our plan is supposed to be. But like seriously, my upload speeds are a joke. I don't know. I don't know why it's so bad. Um, thanks a lot, CenturyLink. Would you sponsor us, please? Um, <laughs> now, well, I don't think insulting them is going to convince them to sponsor us. Exactly. That's yeah. That's why I was joking. Yeah. Um, so, what do you know about the the whole net neutrality issue that's going on right now, Ian, and has been going on since like June, I think? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, just because I'm not very good at sticking with the news. Okay. Um, um, so, so fortunately for you. In my new media technologies class, uh, I actually did a presentation about net neutrality recently, so I can I can give you a lot of details. Uh, so net neutrality as a concept is that the uh, all data that goes through a network is treated equally. You know, no matter who it's coming from, who it's going to, et cetera, et cetera. There's you know, if if you are paying your internet service provider for like you know 10 megabits down. And the server that you're getting your information from is is paying for you know 50 megabits up, then you'll like the data should transfer at the lesser of those two speeds, right? And there shouldn't be any more overhead. There shouldn't be any other considerations. Yeah. So this became like this came into into the public eye when uh, Comcast started decided that well you know Netflix is a huge data user. We're going to start throttling their speeds on our network unless Netflix decides to, you know, pay us more money. And so basically Netflix was, you know, refusing, refusing, refusing for several months. And Comcast just kept, like, you know, bringing down their speeds, bringing down their speeds more and more uh, until Netflix finally caved in and started paying them more money. And then their speeds went back up to normal. So basically, you know, like, like what is that? That's that's a highway robbery, right? Uh, basically. Yeah, and it's extortion, really. And uh, and and so, like, the FCC uh, tried to kind of, you know, say that's not okay. You know, you, we're we're going to regulate you. You say you can't do that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, let's see. I think the the company that they actually ended up going to court with was Verizon for similar similar issues. And um, Verizon won in the courts because the section uh, that that you know data that internet service providers are are regulated under wasn't like strongly worded enough, and so the court decided that the FCC didn't have the power to you know prevent the internet service providers from doing that. Now Congress has given the FCC uh, the the power to actually change their own regulations, right? So the FCC uh, started considering, like, well, okay, how we, can we change this to make things better? Um, a lot of people were really worried that they weren't going to, like, take the correct course of action. But the FCC, like, made a big call for, for kind of a, a public, uh, you know, public discussion on it. And so they opened up this forum, and they got, like, almost 4 million replies, I think, on, uh, on, on how they should handle this. And, you know, pretty much everybody was like, just, just file it under Title II, which is the the regulation originally created for the telephone system. You know, so classify them as a common carrier because, and and you know, that's really really strong regulation. Well, it has the possibility for really really strong regulation because obviously the telephone companies way back in the day there was just one telephone company and it was a legal monopoly because it was yeah. heavily regulated. Uh, and so actually this week. Um, 
the the chairman of the SCC finally uh, announced exactly what his plans were, you know, and he's like, yes, we're going to, you know, put them under Title II. Uh, I I have like a proposal written up that I'm sending out to the other members of the SCC. There's I think there's like five other members of the SCC, and so then they're going to vote on it on February 26th, and you know, decide whether or not they approve this exact version or not. Uh, but it, it's going in the right direction. So net neutrality hopefully is going to happen. Yay. Hopefully. Yes. And, like, if you think, well, I don't use Netflix, you know, it doesn't affect me. I mean, consider that they could do that to any company. Like, if they decide that Steam uses a lot of data, it does. Um, you know, then they can start throttling your download speed for, for getting games off of Steam. That would suck a lot. Gosh. Yeah, no, thank you. And then, like, I mean, also imagine, um, would Twitch have been able to start up? In a world where you know they where where all of the other established like video streaming services are already paying a premium, but Twitch can't afford to do that because they have no money at this point, so then nobody's going to use their service because their video quality is crap. Yeah, because they're being throttled. So yeah. So go away, big companies. <laughs> Essentially, is what we're saying. No, no, we're not saying go away, big companies. We're saying play nice, big companies. Actually, be competitive with one another. And oh, I suppose don't have terrible customer service is a different problem, but it is a do- another problem that uh, we have with internet service providers. <laughs> yes. <Huh. clears throat> interesting. Well, we'll keep an eye on that as per usual. Yep. All right. Oh, so this one's interesting. Um, <clears throat> what's the game that I play a lot of? League of Legends. Yes. Um, so there was a League of Legends tournament in the Philippines specifically for women, and they made a big mistake for limiting the number of LGBTQ players a team could have. Um, specifically, they limited, to, or they limited it to one because they could supposedly have an unfair advantage. Um, there was a lot of backlash, thankfully, rightfully, and now they have removed that restriction. I think I know why they did it initially. I, th- I think I understand the reasoning behind it. Because what they didn't want to happen is um, they didn't want, like a male player to just come in and say, no, no, I'm transgender, and then play. Mm. I think that that's what they were referring to, because, like, understandably, you know, like, they, they, they created this, this tournament because most League of Legends tournaments are just hugely male-dominated, and they didn't yeah. want that to happen. Um, so I, I think I can understand the reasoning behind it, but no, that was not okay. Yeah. Whoopsies! Mm-hmm. So speaking of Steam, uh, the Steam beta is currently testing out uh, the ability to show information about DLCs for your games in like from the library. So if you if you have the normal version of Steam, the non-beta version, currently you know in in your library you just have like the game information, and then off to the side you have like you can click on a button that says DLCs, and it will take you to like the store page for the for that game and show you like what all DLCs belong to that game, hmm. but uh, this this shows directly in your library, like in the details pane, right underneath where the achievements are, uh, all of the DLCs that you own for the game, whether they're installed or not, and then you know you have like a little checkbox that you can just click to uninstall a DLC or install it if it's not. Um, I like it. I don't think I'll really ever be using that because usually if I have a game installed, I just have all of its DLCs installed anyway. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's not like this was exactly a feature that I was begging Steam to make. 
Um, but it, I guess it is it is kind of useful to be like, wait a minute, which Civilization Five DLCs do I own again? Oh, right, all of them. <laughs> I mean, with you, should there even be a question? Well, no, because yeah, I've bought all of the expansions, so I know that I own all of the Civ Five DLCs. But I mean, like, you know, for Borderlands, I don't own all of the DLCs, and if somebody like mentions something, you know, then I can look and see if I have it. All right, I'm going to let you talk about the next couple. I just spilled my drink oh. all over my keyboard. <laughs> okay. So I'll be back in a bit. So uh, speaking of Netflix, they apparently are going to be making a live-action Legend of Zelda show. Super unexpected as well. Um, somehow one of their PR people, I th- I, at least I assume that it was a PR person, decided to describe Legend of Zelda as Game of Thrones, but for a family audience which leads me to believe that they've never, ever seen or read or know anything about Game of Thrones because I can't think of a single thing in Game of Thrones that is for a family audience or that is in any way similar to Legend of Zelda unless you count that they're both, like, fantasy settings. But that's about where these similarities end. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, one of, one of their writers on this show manages to, you know, get the line, well, excuse me, princess, in there somewhere. That would be hilarious. And also, finally, surprise, surprise, Assassin's Creed Rogue is coming to PC on March 10th. We all knew that it was going to happen. But what we weren't expecting is that they would be incorporating eye tracking into the game. So apparently, if you uh, if you have, uh, like... I, I forget which company makes it, but there's like an eye tracking peripheral that you can have, and the camera in Assassin's Creed Rogue will pan around as you move your eyes. So, like, the concept is that it makes, like, for an infinite screen, except that if you move your eyes too far, then they're off of the screen, I think. I don't know how eye tracking works. I don't have the peripheral. Uh, but who knows? We'll, we'll see if it's, a, if it's a good port or not. Um, anyway... Ah, I see that we have somebody new who is actually watching our show for the first time. Uh, I love, I love do Grand Wolf Gamers. Hello, <laughs> thanks for watching our show. And finally, for the well, not finally, but for the main topic this week, the Dice Summit happened, which is pretty exciting. And usually, I want to watch it because uh, that's one of the few like awards shows. In, in addition to all the keynotes that they have, obviously, but the the award show is one that I actually really enjoy because they usually have uh, interesting people hosting it. Like last year they had um, Freddie Wong and uh, Felicia Day hosting. That was a lot of fun. But I totally missed it this week because I was super busy. Um, but they have uh, announced who all of their the winners are for the awards and I was really hoping that Ian Decker was going to be back by the time I got to this point because I've run out of things to like fill time with. Hi, I'm back. Hi, that's excellent. <laughs> Wait, how long have you been listening to me? Um, not much. I mean, I just heard you say that you were had no more fillers left, and that after I put my headset on, and perfect, <laughs> perfect timing, perfect timing. Okay, so um, I'm sorry, I misread your name. Dog, I love dog and wolf gamers. Awesome. <laughs> In um, case you hadn't, it, it, actually, I suppose you hadn't noticed this because uh, we're not watching this on my Twitch channel, but uh, my my gaming name is actually Wolf Revo. So hello. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about these uh, these dice awards. So, outstanding achievement in game direction went to Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Um, <clears throat> outstanding achievement in game design: Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. 
Action Game of the Year went to Destiny. Adventure Game of the Year, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Family Game of the Year, Little Big Planet 3. Fighting Game of the Year, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. Racing Game of the Year was Mario Kart 8. <laughs> Role-playing MMR, Massively Multiplayer Game of the Year, Dragon Age Inquisition. Sports Game of the Year was FIFA 15. Um, strategy slash Simulation Game of the Year, Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. The Dice Sprite Award, I'm not exactly sure what this award is, but it, I think it's like some sort of like innovation thing or like making like a risky game kind of thing, uh, went to Transistor. Um, handheld Game of the Year, Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS. Mobile Game of the Year was Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. Um, outstanding Achievement in Online Gameplay, Destiny. Outstanding uh, Innovation in Gaming, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Monument Valley. I couldn't agree more. That was a beautiful game. <laughs> Outstanding Achievement in Character, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Talion, and I've been greatly enjoying him and the whole game itself. Wait, you've been playing it? A little bit. I mean, for the for the bit that I was able to play towards the beginning of <laughs> or towards the beginning of this past month. I'm so jealous. You've been playing like the two big games that came out this fall that I really, really want to play. <sighs> uh, where was I? Outstanding achievement in original music composition, Destiny. Outstanding achievement in sound design, Destiny. Outstanding achievement in story, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Outstanding technical achievement, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. And then, and big surprise, <laughs> Game of the Year, Dragon Age Inquisition. Which, I, I'm actually not kidding, I'm a, kind of surprised by that, considering how many things Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor won. Oh, yeah, and so... There was the one thing that <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition won, and that that didn't actually do it. Apparently, um, I, I didn't watch the stream, but apparently when the Dragon Age Inquisition guys went up there to accept the, the Game of the Year award, they, were, they joked that... Uh, um, that the Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor developers should have had Fitbits on because you know they would have gotten a lot of steps out of that night. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Do we want to talk about uh, any of these categories in particular? Um, man, I'm just, I need to get back into like playing big, epic, long games because I haven't had time to do that in a very long time. It makes me sad. I mean, I'd, neither have I, but that's also because I haven't had a computer recently. So, uh, our our one live watcher right now said that they're surprised that, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft didn't make it on here. I mean, obviously, um, Minecraft came out a very long time ago, so these are just games that came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, as for, I think, Grand Theft Auto, the remastered version of Grand Theft Auto V came out on the current generation of consoles, but I don't know if they re if they count like remastered versions uh in this kind of in, in the dice awards. Yeah. I I still think it's really, really funny that they lump role playing and massively multiplayer games in as as just one category. That seems silly to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they are they are different, but also sometimes they're so big that they're there's not really all the ones that come out. Sorry, I, I should yeah, rephrase well, that. Yeah, you should. I didn't even understand what you were saying. <laughs> we were talking about how role-playing games are massively multiplayer games, and you think that it's silly that those are all clumped into one game, or into mm -hmm. one category, right? Yeah. Well, they are huge games, oftentimes, especially MMOs, or mm -hmm. some of the bigger RPGs. 
Yeah. Um, so they usually take a few years to to actually have the work done on them to make them presentable games. Right. But I mean, like, so just... it, it, it just seems strange that there's a category where, for example, Dragon Age Inquisition would be going up against Planet Side 2 if they came out in the same year. I agree. I agree, I agree. Oh, an- the other game on here that I need to start playing is Hearthstone. Because I can tell you that I would love the hell out of that game. And I would it would suck up my life, especially since uh, I would be able to play it, you know, on the go on my tablet. Oh, that would that would ruin me. That would ruin you. Sort of like how <laughs> I, I I have emulators on my netbook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should get some like Game Boy Advance emulators on the No! No, I shouldn't. That's Bad what idea. I have. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the possibility for wasting time exists in every aspect of my life, and it takes all of my willpower not to do it. <laughs> Tell you what, a week before your senior sem, okay, I will send those to you. That's not. That's not fair. <laughs> you can't wait a week after my senior seminar. I don't even care about my finals at this point. I just need to do well on my senior seminar, and then I can graduate. Though I should do well on my finals as well, so that I can get my communications, media, and rhetoric minor. Yeah. What are we going to do? And I'll wait till we have our apartment. So. Oh, wow. There's, uh, there's some very interesting stuff going on in the chat, isn't there? Yes, there is. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I am flattered. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, I don't know you, and I usually get to know people uh, before I let things go farther than you know friendship. Uh, so, and and you are kind of in a committed relationship. That's true. I am. I'm very happy. <laughs> yes. So moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, so I decided that the game that I could play this week and probably get a good sense for without spending too much time was Mountain. And that was true, because Mountain hardly counts as a game. And I, I feel really bad saying that, because I'm the kind of person who, like, absolutely loved Gone Home, uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't consider, like, the so-called walking simulator genre to be, like, you know, to, to be a lesser game because just because there isn't, like, combat or anything in them. But, geez, there's nothing to do in Mountain. Like, at the beginning, it asks you some questions about your life, and you draw the answers. You don't, you don't like, type in the answers or anything. So, like, it asked me um, what my earliest memory was, and uh, I, forget, I forget what else it asked. But, like, you know, so I, I drew some, like, pictures of myself at, uh, during New Year's Eve and, you know, receiving, like, a... a box of Legos for it. And um, and then it... You're going to go somewhere else with that, especially with the bee sound that was singing on the tip of your lips. Where else would I go with that? I'm really curious to know where you thought I was going to go with that. I'll tell you later. Alrighty. Um, when you're older. <laughs> I'm 22. I, I should be... Yeah, later, when you're older. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so after it asks you those questions, then it like generates this mountain that's floating in the sky in the middle of nowhere and i don't know if the the answers to the questions actually affect how the you know what the mountain looks like or anything but it's a mountain and it has some trees growing on it but the trees are growing so slowly i think that you can't even tell and that's about it you can spin the mountain around you can look at different parts of the mountain 
every once in a while, let's see, so you can zoom in and out on the mountain. If you zoom out far enough, you see that the mountain is like in space, traveling through space somewhere. Uh, every once in a while, there are these like kind of random items from like everyday life that like will come and crash into your mountain. So like there's a giant slice of cake or a big shovel or you know whatever, and um, you can like tap and hold on those items to like lift them off of your mountain and move them to different parts of the mountain and maybe like if you do it right then you can fling them off into space again so that they're not on your mountain and that's what I did with most of the items that came because I wanted my mountain to be clean and not be cluttered up with all these stupid items. Um, the bottom part of the screen has like a double row of like it's a, it's like a keyboard so you can so you can make musical notes but there's not that many keys and I don't do music. So I just kind of ended up watching this mountain do nothing for a few hours. Like, I took a nap with the game playing, and I woke up and nothing had happened. Um, oh, every once in a while there's, like, these phrases that will pop up, like, I'm contemplating the deep, dark sky right now, and stuff like that. And it was so dull. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's really artsy, but it's, like, so this game is to, is to video games as modern art is to art. Which is to say, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, like it reminds me of, um, um, that, that, uh, you know, that news article about, about a janitor at a, at a, uh, an art gallery who accidentally threw away a modern art piece because it just looked like trash. So she threw it away. <laughs> and luckily she didn't, um, lose her job because the museum was like, well, she was just doing her job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't, I wonder how play. well the artist took that. <laughs> well, if if the point of your art is to ask like ask the question, what is art? Be prepared for people to answer that question. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't play mountain. It wasn't it wasn't interesting. It wasn't worth it. It didn't it didn't say anything that really resonated with me, I guess. Yeah. So that was a rather harsh criticism of Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's, I know that you've been playing uh, a bit of Counter-Strike Global Offensive this week. Yes, but let's... I, I'm not going to... Um... I mean, you don't need to do, like, a full review, but can you, can, like, kind of run by me, like, what are the differences between Global Offensive and, like, Counter-Strike Source, say, which is the only other one that I've ever played from the series? Um, like, how do you mean? Wait. Well, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, like, uh, the graphics are better, for example, but, like... Is the matchmaking system different? Are there different modes, maps, new weapons? I don't know. Um, I mean, for the most part, I, to my knowledge... Okay, you know what? I'm going to have... We'll, we'll wait to do that on a different episode. Oh, are you going to bring on... Um, what's his face you've been playing with? Nick? My yeah. roommate? Yeah, probably. Oh, that, oh he's one of your roommates. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably bring him on in a week or two once I get on it. Um, uh, or, yeah, one, once I can actually review it and I've played enough to the point where I can review it. Okay, so. cool, cool. Awesome. So, that's it for this week, everybody. Um, if I, if I manage to break away from my homework for long enough to actually play the second episode of Game of Thrones, I'll review that next week. I also, I also bought another episodic game called Life is Strange, uh, which looks really, really interesting to me because it's like, it's kind of like a, a, a coming of age, like, indie movie, but in game form. And there's time travel as the game mechanic. So that should be cool. <laughs> I hope. Uh, 
And yeah, I mean that's that's what I have planned this week. I mean, I'm starting my first semester, so I'll get there eventually. Yeah, but in the first week, what do they do? They hand out uh, syllabuses, and that's about it. That's true. No, not a Gustavus. Really? Okay. Really, really. I keep you busy. Cool. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been 8-Bit. My name is Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. Signing off. I can hear everyone. It works the first time. How are you doing there, Hallporn? Oh, I'm I'm very good. Good. The horniest of Pauls. And very much so. <laughs> I mean, my boom is not drooping at all. Does Matt even internet when he's at home? Well, he really doesn't have the ability to, because point one upload is about as fast as a pigeon. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, it would have been amazing if somebody just randomly showed up yeah, saying that. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> then we would have known that it is you. Are you going to record this title show yet? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. You know what You know what rabbits make me think of? Food. Now, rabbits make me think about sex. Well, I can see. Which, which makes me think about something that happened... Uh, yesterday, this and you're gonna find this suspicious. hilarious. No, this is this is hilarious. So I get a text message at, at like midnight, and it's uh, it's Klutz, and she's like, "Thin Mint, I can't sleep." And I'm like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "There are deer having sex outside the window in the cabin." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, really?" And she was like, "Yeah." At first, I thought that it was Elmo. But it's deer getting down and dirty, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, um, yeah, I don't know what that sounds like. Can you describe it to me?" <laughs> and hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna get the uh, quote here. Like weird grunting noises. It is hard to explain. That's why I thought it was Elmo. I was curious, so I looked out the window. I can never unsee that now. <laughs> it probably would have been worse if she had seen Elmo with a deer. <laughs> <That's no kidding. laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Oh my! Well then, because <laughs> one of Sonia's friends is getting married, or was it her friend's brother? Or well, something it, like it that? was the two deer in the back <laughs> <line>. <laughs> They suddenly realize that they're pregnant, and they have to have a shotgun wedding. Oh, oh. that was no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Shotgun deer. <laughs> like that that would be the kind of thing that if if we had anthropomorphic deer and one of them was our friend and he was in this conversation with us, that would be like a really, really awkward moment.